What's up, everyone? And this is Next Level Thinking. What's up, everyone? It's another episode of Next Level Thinking, where we always bring you inspired guests to help you take it to the next level. It's your host, Chris Holmes, as always. But today I have a special guest by the name of... Valerie Johnson-Reed. Awesome. So let's go ahead and start off by telling the audience a little bit about yourself. Wow, where do I start? Okay. So I am a native of Compton, California. I actually grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada. I ended up in Texas because I wanted to attend an HBCU. And that HBCU is Prairie View A&M University. Okay, awesome, awesome. So, like, on the journey, like, tell a little bit about, like, uh, your college career path. Because, you know, you got people in the college atmosphere, so they can help you understand a little bit more in depth mm-hmm. and detail what's molding up to today. Okay. All right. Well, basically, um, my major was social work, and um, I did that. And then I ended up, um, after graduation, I ended up working for a year and then coming back to going back to Prairie View to get my master's in sociology. Okay, awesome, awesome. And uh, as you got this degree, like, uh, what was, like, the key points, like, from, like, when you go into college, you get, like, exposed to different kind of things mm-hmm. and like that. And while you were getting exposed, like, why is it important for, like, you know, students after they graduate to high school get exposed to different atmospheres like that? I think it's important just because it helps you decide on kind of where you want to go in life, and it kind of gives you a purpose. Um, for me, I didn't have exposure to college life that much, as much as my kids do now. Um, my mom attended UNLV. She got her master's from UNLV, and we were able to go to the college campus with her. But, of course, that college campus experience was a lot different than attending an HBCU. So I got to see what the what a predominantly white institution, what that life was like on a Saturday, Saturday classes. But I didn't get the full effect. And my first experience going to a college campus, actual college campus to me, was when I first uh, decided to go to Prairie View, and I was a freshman. Okay. And so, like, like how did you come to that decision to um, decide to go to Prairie View? Like, was it just like, oh, I'm just going there, or was like uh, different uh, events happened to lead up to that? Well, for me, I knew I wanted to do something a little different. Um, I knew taking the going to the traditional college was not for me. I felt like I needed to be in smaller class sizes, and as I did my research on uh, HBCUs, and I realized that the class sizes would be smaller and that would fit my needs more so. So that's how I ended up there. Uh, wanting to go to HBCU, actually. And then I really wanted to go to Nor- attend Norfolk State in Virginia. And that was just too far for my mom's comfort. So she said, well, pick a school in Texas. So I decided between Prairie View and TSU. I applied to both, got accepted to both, and I ended up choosing Prairie View because they sent me my uh, dorm information, housing information first. Oh, so it's the dorm. Yes. Drew Hall, yes. <laughs> So uh, when it comes to that, like, uh, did you get affiliated with any kind of organizations and stuff like that? Because, you know, you want to get the whole college experience, learn from your peers and much more. Absolutely. So, like, uh, tell us a little bit more on that. Okay. Um, I actually just kind of, my freshman year, of course, you just kind of sit back and observe. You go to class and you kind of take it in. It was a new experience for me. It was kind of like a culture shock because 
to be honest with you, coming from Las Vegas, Nevada, I had never been around that many black people in my life. And I, and I mean, it wasn't a bad thing. It was just different for me. And I mean, you know, I, I just found it to be fascinating because I did not know that there were so many different people from different places. and So you, when you came to the campus, yeah. it was like, oh, there is like a lot more people yes. than what I thought. It was amazing. It was amazing. So I just took a lot of the culture in and enjoyed a lot of things, and I truly had a college experience. Um, yeah, and basically I observed and I checked out different inform- uh, organizations and I kind of did a little researching. One of the organizations that stood out to me was Wisconsin Sleepers, which is a co-ed social organization, okay. which also does community service. And that stood out to me a lot because it was co-ed, it was boys and girls, young men and young women. And it was just intriguing to me how they could work together, how they could be together and it just be a brotherhood, sisterhood. Yeah, and that's what it's all about, that brotherhood and, like, you know, supporting each other as you grow right. through things. Absolutely. And of course, like, you know, doing the community services, the bonus on top, because it's like another way of just giving back. Right. Okay. Right. And then I went on from there after um, I did that. I went, uh, went ahead and kind of did some more research on Greek sororities. And I did have a few young ladies from Sigma Amaro Sorority Incorporated reach out to me. Mm-hmm. And I uh, started doing my research on that sorority, and I ended up uh, being becoming a part of Sigma Amaro Sorority Incorporated. And I've been a member of Sigma Gamma Rho for 27 years now. Mm-hmm. Where your jacket at? It's in the, it's in the room, <laughs> but it's over there. But I got it. It's Rovember, and I, um, I have it. I have it, yes. But it gives some kind of hunt. It's there. right there. It's right there. It's right there. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. So, like, when you're um, getting involved, uh, of course, in organizations and much more, uh, you get, you know, push a little bit of, like, uh, outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times in life, like, people want to stay in that comfort, the safe zone. Mm -hmm. But it's like when you step outside of your comfort zone, it's like when the true growth really begins to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You know, it just... In the the college experience made me feel like okay, I see all these other people doing awesome things, and it just made me want to join. It made me want to join in. It made me want to do things. It made me want to, you know, see things that I had never experienced before. So I I learned a lot from that college experience. Most definitely. And then, like, you're going through these experiences, you're uh, starting to find out more and more about yourself. Absolutely. And just knowing like who you are. I think more. Times up. People need to just ask that question. Just be trying to be honest. Like, who am I? Yes, and just knowing your purpose. What is your purpose? You know, a lot. Of, some people realize their purpose earlier than others, and some, you know, it takes us a little bit longer. Yeah, but patience once, is a virtue. It is. It is. And once we realize what our purpose is, we can kind of walk in our purpose. But it sometimes it just takes us a little bit longer. And then once we realize what our purpose is, it's just like. Just do it and stop operating in fear. Stop mm-hmm. being afraid. Don't be afraid to, to actually walk. Just purpose. do it. Nike, just do it. Yes. Because, like, when you say uh, hold on to fear, I mean, that's what, like, prevents you from, like, reaching to your destination. You can't be, like, holding back to the past and be like, oh, I can't get there. Right. And you're like, ah. But, you know, you're holding on to dead weight. Until yes. you, like, finally let go of that dead weight, then you're going to actually just, see, you know, launch into the future that you need to become. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So, also, if you didn't know, we have a author in the house. So go ahead and pick up the book and show 
what we have we have stay strong finish strong That's so right. the title itself you know you know speaks volumes wrong self yes. so not only just stay strong but you gotta finish strong that means not giving up in the first second quarter mean going all the way that's right that's right so how did you uh, come up with the title for this book well the title was inspired by um my mom when she was in her last stages um and she was getting ready to transition from this life to the next um she said a lot of different things to me and one of the things that she said to me that stood out was that she said you're gonna have to be strong and during that time, I heard her, but I didn't really hear her. And it's I, like you're like, ah, okay. Yeah, I just I wasn't. <laughs> you didn't prepared. want to like. Yeah. I, I wasn't prepared for it, and I really did not want to be prepared for it. Um, but those were some words that stood out to me, and mm-hmm. for me, I was just like, okay, that it just stuck. It just stuck with me, and I was like, okay, there's a purpose behind her saying that. You know, that was one of the many things that she said to me, but those words stood out to me. Mm-hmm. So that's where the title came from. And also, um, it helped me um, realize the title of my motivational speaking, which is Strong to the Finish, motivational speaking. And then when I started writing the book, I said, okay, stay strong, finish strong. In order for us to stay strong and to continue in life, we have to be able to focus and continue to be strong. All the way through. So we can finish strong. Because it's like, we, I'm going to throw into the analogy of sports because when – you know, you have those sports teams that start off all strong in the beginning, mm-hmm. first, the second quarter, they're blowing them out. Right. And then they ease off on the gas pedal. Like, oh, we got it. You know, we can just relax. And all right. of a sudden, that fourth quarter, then now they just uh, almost is like tied up. Right. And people are going like, I turned, I flipped the channel, and now all of a sudden, we have a game. <laughs> right, right. So what happened? Right. And he's just like staying strong from the beginning all the way to the end. Absolutely. And it's just that consistency and being disciplined and just, you know, that resiliency not to give up is what makes you separate from the others because when most people face adversity and things like that, it's just like, no, I'm done. I'm not right. going to do it. Right. But are you going to be willing to get back up, get Absolutely. back up into the fight? And that's the key thing, not to give up, not to just stay in bed and put the covers over your head to get up every day and understand okay, <laughs> that everything happens for a reason, yep. for whatever that reason is. Or just a learning lesson to for you to overcome or to yes. build you into a stronger person. Absolutely. Yeah, like my uh, technology right here just went out. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, we, we know for whatever reason. We don't know, we don't understand, but it did. Okay, so go ahead and um, give us a little bit more insight about the book of Stay Strong, Finish Strong, like the top three things that people may get from um, reading this. Sure. Um, I would say um, the top three things you, one of the top three things would be that you get hope. Um, You'll get hope, you'll get encouragement, you'll get the inspiration to to know that everything will be okay eventually. It's that faith. Faith. Mm-hmm. Um, just to just to know that everything is going to be okay. It might not look like it's going to be okay. But eventually it does work out and things become more calm and it becomes okay. And it's like believing to the unseen and keep moving forward. Absolutely. And I definitely like that because if you look at a lot of like successful people uh, from like the, you know, um, you got from Steve Harvey, mm-hmm. um, you know, Amazon and all these other big companies um, even like you know, there was a time where flying was a, just a thing for the birds, right? And when somebody said that, it was like, "Are you crazy?" 
Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way they're gonna, we're going to get up mm-hmm. there. And now we have planes like it's the normal thing. People travel international all the time. Yes. So it's, uh, imagination is really the key of opening many different opportunities. Right. And I believe, like Einstein, you know, said in his own words, but I'm like paraphrasing like my own little spill, but mm-hmm. imagination is where it's at. Right. Because you're challenging what's normal. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy to be regular. How many people really want to stand out? How many people really want to do something different? And challenge yourself to do something different. And so. are they going to put in the work? Because yeah. that's what's going to really separate um, most people from the others. Is mm-hmm. Of course, everybody has the big dreams and things that they want to accomplish mm-hmm. in their life and much more. But are you going to really to put, put in the work? In the work? Absolutely. Kind of goes a saying, like, faith without work is dead. That's right. <laughs> and it's true. It's very true. I've met a lot of people... Um, and, I, and how we met is at the um, National Black mm-hmm. Authors Expo. But I've met a lot of people. After I wrote my book, I've met a lot of people that said they want to write a book. And I was like, okay, y'all, it's not that easy. You know, I think people think you do something, they think it's just the easiest thing to do. And it's just it's like, like it's just going to roll right in the Yes, hands. it's like it's not that easy. It's like I'm just going to wake up There's and all of a sudden the camera yes. and the paparazzi is going to show up in my hand. Absolutely. I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's just not that easy. And... You know, just that's just how life is. It's not. I mean, it looks easy. You know, we look at different celebrities and people who've made it, and we think, oh wow, their life has always been the way it is. They had the battles like everybody else. Absolutely. I mean, even like okay, I'm gonna use like an example that everybody, you know, most people in sports and basketball know, like even Michael Jordan. Uh I mean, don't forget this dude didn't even make his high school basketball team. Absolutely. So like he could have said, forget it. It's not for mine. It's not my kind of skill, but he was like, no. Right. Even though you don't believe I'm supposed to be playing, I'm going to show you otherwise. Absolutely. He had to have that within him to want to do that. He's, he didn't accept no as an answer. Mm-mm. So. To the point where you practice a shot over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And pretty much like he's one of the like top, you know, uh, basketball players out there. Right. Of course, he have others. But also that if you want to switch to another sport, like Muhammad Ali. And you right. know what? Speaking of Muhammad Ali. You know, it's funny we're talking about that because there was a time when um, he was going against these other top uh, ranking fighters in his weight class. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, like, I'm the greatest. Mm-hmm. I'm the greatest of all time. And people were like, what? Right. On the numbers, you're not even, it's like mm-hmm. you're this to this. Right. It doesn't even look like you have a chance to sign. Like, I am the greatest. But he <laughs> said friend. it. Yeah. But he said yeah. it. Yeah. You got to speak into existence. That's right. And believe it. That's right. And then put the actions work behind it. Because the, the thing is, like, you know, he was speaking about all these things. But mm-hmm. people didn't realize all the work that he put in the gym. No. Is that work? No. And that's behind the scenes that people don't understand. When you set your mind to do something or God is giving you the purpose and the plan to do something, it's work behind the scenes. It's not always in front of the cameras. It's not always you know, going to be a Facebook Live or Instagram post where it's going to show you everything, you know. You think about when people are trying to lose weight and you're trying to, you're working out and you don't see everything, but you You see the results. Yeah, yeah. you see the results. So, I mean, it's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes. And I think a lot of times we don't really want to put in the work. We want the glitz and the glamour. We want all the things. We don't want the pain and all that. But we don't want the, we don't want to sweat. No pain, no gain. That's right. That's and right. then even like I have a poster in my, in my room where uh, I can't remember exact words, but he even Muhammad Ali said like uh, there was days where he hated training, but he knew he had to do what he had to do. Absolutely. To get ready. 
Absolutely. Because he knew someone out there. Like, if he didn't train to get his stuff repaired, somebody else was ready to take Absolutely. his spot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every day. Every day. No, I'm <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's a marathon. That's right. Yep, yep. So, um, even from going from this, uh, stay strong and finish strong, uh, what is, like, because uh, uh, you were speaking, like, in motivational and things mm-hmm. like that, you always impacting kids. What is, like, one thing that you could say to the kids today to help them keep moving forward? Because, you know, as little kids, they mm-hmm. face all kinds of, mm-hmm. you know, adversity and much more. They do. I think a lot of times, and it's something that I tell my personal children, but it's also something I tell my students, um, just because life event events happen to you and things might not be the way you planned or worked out the way they plan, you plan, it doesn't mean you throw in a towel and you give up. You mm-hmm. keep going, you you work hard, you do what you can to accomplish your goal. I after my husband died, I talked to my own personal children. I said, you know, we're going to deal with this. We're going to work through it. Um, but I still expect you to perform at school. Exactly. I still expect you to be a good citizen in the community and the school. I still expect you to get good grades. Mm-hmm. And so I had to set that standard and say, hey, yeah, we've been through some things. Yes, our lives have not been easy. But I still had the expectation of we don't let that bring us down yeah. to where we can't function. If anything, make it stronger. That's Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And just is like going back the discipline, consistency, and things like that. Absolutely. And even if you like, you know, it kind of reminds me of sometimes I go to the boxing gym, it's like when you take those punches, mm-hmm. you know. But you, you gotta get back up. Get back up. But not only that, you can't show that it faced you. That's right. So you may take a strong punch. That's right. But you better bounce back and be like, all right. That's right. Even on your mind, you're like, this really hurt. That's right. I'm about to let you find out. That's okay. They will never know. <laughs> exactly. Because the moment you're going like this. Exactly. Then the other person's like, oh, okay, you're done. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. I think um, another thing that I tell my personal children as well as my students that I teach um, we study traditional, what they call it, literary nonfiction. And mm-hmm. basically it's the, the story of someone's life told in a narrative. Okay. And um, one of my favorite books was that I did last year, we worked with over the years, is it's called Wilma Unlimited. And it's about the life of Wilma Rudolph. Okay. And it's a picture book that talks about her life and how she was stricken with scarlet fever that resulted in polio and all of that. She and had all kinds of challenges. All kinds of challenges. And had she Just stopped, you know, had she stopped, had she, you know, because they, they had her in a wheelchair, they had brace on her leg. But had her mother not said, my child will walk again, and had women not believed that she would walk again, that she would run, you know, imagine she would never be, we would never have the privilege of knowing who she was today. So I tell people, every great person has been through trials and trials. We've all been through something, but we don't let it take us down yeah. to where we can't get back up. Or in other words, also, like, there's nothing new under the sun. Right. Everybody has gone through a struggle. That's right. You know, everybody goes through that. Uh, and then, like, um, sometimes we're like, oh, they don't understand. Well, have you ever thought about walking a mile in their shoes? Don't right. know what uh, things that they may be facing that may impacting or, like, why they think like that. That's right. That's why. Absolutely. So uh, when it comes to like, you know, that and much more, um, when it comes to motivational speaking, like what is like a tip like um, that you would give to people who want to like go into that career path? I would say and I would just say just be yourself. Um, I would also say just tell your story as is your story. 
Yeah. Um, Nothing's was, more like powerful than your own story. Right. And I mean, everybody's story is different. We all have a story. Everybody's story is different, but tell your story the way it happened. Mm-hmm. I was um, speaking with a young lady who is interested in, she's writing her book, actually, and she was just asking me what I thought about uh, a certain subject matter in her book. And I said, well, do you want people to read this book? Do you want them to, what do you want? Because it was some personal stuff she was going to share, and I said, mm-hmm. are you okay with sharing it, first of all? Because that's the main thing. You have to be okay with, Are you? is the plan for you to be transparent? Because if you are, that means other people. Absolutely. Because if I, because in my book, I'm very transparent. I tell a lot about my life, my my growing up, you know, being in high school, being in college, after after those, you know, after graduating from college. Mm-hmm. My life was like um, experiencing the death and loss of my family members. I, I tell a lot. And I had to tell her, I said, well, what do you, what do you want? Because me personally, I want to know the struggles that people have been through. Why? Because that's going to help encourage me through my struggles. So, yeah, because it makes it a lot more relatable. Right. You don't so, feel like you're the only person. Exactly. Seeing. So I told her, I said, you know, I just think you need to think about what you, what do you, what's your purpose? What is your point? And so she was like, okay, I never thought about it like that. So I was sure like, okay. Sure, I did. What's your purpose? What is your point? Yeah. Hands up. <laughs> that's right. So, um, like, with all that and said and much more, what is... See how I want to go with this one. I guess what the one I want to really get to is like when people want to really take um, action, like what do you think is the biggest thing holding them back? Do you think it's like friends, family? I like? think it's a lot of different factors. I think it's fear that I don't know. Okay. I think it's it can be friends and family because you have to remember now when you're different or when you get to the point where you want to share your story or share your life with other people. It's like you're looking for validation. Yeah. you. I mean, because either people are going to be on board with you and say, right. hey, that's good. Go tell it. Or people are going to say, you don't need to tell that. That's family business. Or you don't need to. You, te- you sure you want to tell that? You know? So I don't think that's such a good idea. Right. Right. And then so here think, comes all the other fears. And much right. More. So I just think you have to get to a point in life where you're okay with yourself. And you're okay Self-worth, with sharing yeah. your story. Mm-hmm. You know? That's a big thing. You're okay with yourself, and you're okay with sharing your story with other people. And if my, I just feel like this: if my whole purpose, which it is, is to encourage others, I don't mind sharing about my life because I know that within my story, someone's going to be encouraged. Impacted. Yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Great, 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 great. So, um, see, with all of that and much more, like, what is Okay, I'll go this way. Uh, do you have a person or something that you uh, look up to that kind of keeps you going? Oh man, um, I know that's a, that's a, that's a hard one. I do. I have a lot of different um, people that I do. Unfortunately, most of those people are not here any longer. But um, when I think about what I do, I think about my mom. Um, I know that I have my speaking voice and I know I have my writing hand from, I inherit that from her because that's the type of person you was. Huh. And I realized that after 
I thought about it, and after I had written everything down, it clicked. It, it clicked because my mother would always be asked, "Will you do the welcome at the program? Will you introduce the speaker? Will you do this and do that?" And she was doing this, but she wasn't doing it on this level mm-hmm. or at this on this at this angle. But she was doing some of the same things, and I didn't at the time being young. A young child, I didn't see it. I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. But now when I think back and I reflect, I say, you know, she was doing it. She just passed the torch to me, and now I'm doing it. It was like that hint, hint, hint. Yes, yes. So I, I think my mom was a big inspiration to me. She still is today. Um, she she was definitely a big uh, impact on me and my brother in our lives um, because she was willing to take a chance to do whatever it took to take care of us and make sure we had everything we needed. And I like how you said that, like willing to take a chance and do whatever it takes to get it done. Yes. And sometimes you just got to get to that mindset, I'm going to take a chance and do what I have to do to get it done. Do what you got to do. Yeah, and the best example is that, especially like, you know, mothers Mm -hmm. who have to really step it up. Yes. And they think like, okay, I got to, or my kids are not eating. Absolutely. Or their father, like their dad's like, okay, if I don't get the the glass skin cut off. That's right. Like once you get shifted to that, that's when you really start moving. That's but imagine right. if you have that when you're not in that situation, but you're constantly on to that, you know, mm-hmm. the gear. I mean, you just make doors like you break through them. That's right. You make things happen. Well, and a lot of times things have to happen for us to push us to that point to where we are. Okay, I know I have to do this. As long as, and it's like a lot of times, as long as we're comfortable, we're not going to do that. Yep. And then, but like, we have to have something kind of give us that push or. We got to jump a little bit to make it happen. And, like, I'm going to go ahead and go say it like this. Like, a lot of times we feel like we got forever. Like, mm-hmm. we have all the time in the world. Absolutely. And it's like that leads to a lot of procrastination, things it like does. that. It does. It does. But just imagine if you knew you only had one week left. That's right. Then you're really kicking the sixth gear, like, oh, snap. That's right. I have this, this, this done. Got to get mm-hmm. this done. Got this, this. It changed your whole perspective about life. Well, And it's funny you say that because after experiencing the losses the way I did, it changed the way I look at life. It changed the way I look at opportunities. I don't look at opportunities as, oh, I could do that tomorrow. No, we're going to get this done today because tomorrow's not promised. You know, when you see people um, talking to you one day, the next day their eyes are closed forever, it, it changes your perspective on our time, time is filled with, with swift transition, and we don't have the time. So any time that I have opportunity to, you know, talk to people, get to know people, meet new people, get to meet you, get to do different opportunities, this opportunity, I want to do it because I don't know when that chance will come again. And you may. If it will come again. And now's your time to send that message. That's right. Or that may have been the person to open your door. That's right. But if you didn't, like, walk through or just reach out. That's right. You think it's just, you missed the opportunity, opportunity or the blessing you could have shared. Yeah. That's right. Yep, yep. And I, I believe that. I firmly believe that. Okay. So with all this greatness and much more, where can they find you in the book and much okay. more? Well, Stay Strong, Finish Strong is oh. in Amazon. Is that Amazon? It's on Amazon. And it, I'm working with some other distributors to um, get it in other places as well. But for now, it's on Amazon. Um, 
if they want to reach out to me to obtain a copy, because I love to sign the copies and put my personal touch on it, yes. The touch. I can be reached on Facebook. Um, my name is Valerie Johnson Reed on Facebook, and they can just inbox me or di uh, direct message me. Or I do have a Facebook page on um, through my motivational speaking, which is Strong to the Finish Motivational mm -hmm. Speaking, and that's on Facebook. I have Instagram, which is Strong to the... I have Twitter, but I don't know. <laughs> Twitter hasn't really been my friend, so I don't know. I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying, you know, I'm, trying, I'm still trying to work through Twitter. But I can also be reached. Here's my phone number: eight three two two one five three zero one two, and just call me. I don't, you know, I'll answer if I can't answer, I won't answer. But if I'm available to answer, I will. I, you know, I love speaking to. Uh, just people in general, but I would love to speak to women and just encourage women and just encourage people just to stay in the race. Hang in there. Hang in there. Hang in there. She's going to be on Oprah next. I hope so. I'm praying <laughs> so. Yes, hook yes. me up. I need it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So we're going to go ahead and close it out. It's your host, Chris Holmes, as always, bringing you inspiring guests to help you take it to the next level. And I have my special guest, uh, C Tech. This <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> It's late at night, forgive me. You tired. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and I have my special guest by the name of Valerie Johnson Reed. All right, peace and much love. Yeah.